Hello, hi. Attention, everyone. This is going to be a great show. And it's the choice of a new generation. Corrupting the minds and the hearts of our children. And now, broadcasting live from Music City, USA. From pop culture to sports, from music to movies. Brian, Dan, and Zach got you covered. Crack open your brain hole and get ready for After Dark Sports. Wait, what? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound right, man. I'm going to change it. So crack open your brain hole and get ready for sports after dark. You see, that sounds awesome. Here's your hosts of Sports After Dark, Brian, Zach, and Dan, whose last names I don't know because it wasn't in the email. And welcome into another edition of After Dark Sports. It's Dan Bradley. Brian, Zach, <laughs> Zach, the crew here, the hero Williams. We're gonna get into that because you don't, you don't just brand yourself the hero. Maybe the hero, but not the hero. Just you know, <laughs> just, just. Sorry, after what I did. Oh, this gonna be good. Yeah, he's got a huge story for you. My popcorn. I got a good little story for you. All right. I'll go ahead and give it to you. All we're, right. Yeah, you don't lead off the show by calling yourself the hero without getting straight. Getting into right so into it. It happened today. Happened uh, today. If you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, this was. Uh, uh, what's today's date? Today's the 8th. We're recording this on May 8th, Monday. You're recording this May 8th. 2017. Well, I was visiting my grandma's in the hospital at Hendersonville Hospital. She was just, she had a little pneumonia. She's better now. It's fine. We were, I was visiting her with my girlfriend. As we're walking in to the first, to go first visitor, uh, I look at a car and the car has a dog in it. It's a Kia Sedona van, an old one. It's a really messy one. All the windows up. It was about 87 degrees today. I think, you know what? Whatever. They were in a handicap spot. Didn't have a handicap placard. Just going to keep going. We were in there for about 40 minutes. Came back out. Dog was still in there. I picked up my phone and called the Hendersonville Police Department and tattletailed on that person and sat there for like 30 minutes and the cop showed up and then I left. All right, dude. I saved a dog! Zach comes in the studio, full disclosure, Zach comes in the studio every single week looking like he just got fi- he just got finishing doing, like, all the gains. All, all of right. them. Every last gain in the gym. Yeah. You know how many shaker bottles I own, bro? Yeah. Zach walk- <laughs> Zach's cologne is whey protein, man. I mean, Zach, Zach is Hendersonville's answer to Jersey Shore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I fully expected this story. As soon as he said dog in a car, the story ends with, like, Zach roundhouse kicking the back window. And you know the puppy springs out, springs out of there, and and now you have your own West Highland Terrier. It's always like a little yippy dog. <laughs> it right? was a yeah, it was a really yeah, <laughs> and it was a crappy dog. It was old, I could tell, but it, it you could tell it, it was it was it was panting, but it was barking heavily, and there was paper inside. It was kind of funny. The paper that was chewed up was Social Security paper, <laughs> so I mean it was had to have been some kind of important paperwork. Oh man! But I mean, nonetheless, guys, I don't understand. I walk in here. Not a parade, not not no kneeling, nothing. I saved a dog. What do y'all do today? What did y'all do today? I, you woke up. I did. You some, got here early. Did some SSIS coding. Uh, looked at a couple SQL jobs, and yeah. My Nerd. Bro- my yeah. brother and I got mom mom's her uh, Mother Day present. So. What is it? You can tell us now because she probably won't hear it. No, she, yeah, she probably won't hear it. It was like uh, <laughs> oh, you, you burn know, to ourselves. <laughs> you, you know, like those uh, Jane Seymour uh, necklaces and bracelets. That's what we got her. Jane Seymour. Actress. See more butts. I'm searching right now for the. I don't see any news stories about uh, you know a dog in a car. I guess maybe. Well, this is it's got to catch. You know, yeah. This is May. You know, I'm this sure. This is th- There's a lot going on right now. 
Yeah, in might, Nashville. This is kind of a great. I mean, this is going to be a really special, special early summer for us in Nashville. You it have really all is. this. We have all this building going on right now. We, so you have a lot more people downtown. You have the Predators who've made their way now to the conference final. Looking at you, Channel Four. <laughs> you have. <laughs> and today we actually right before uh, right before Johnny went off the air, we found out that the CMA award or the CMT awards. Pardon, those always get confused. The CMT awards got moved to the amphitheater inside the Music City Center. Which is kind of a surprise. Uh, friend of mine, Jason, who has some run-ins with the folks at CMT, said the Predators were bumping up against that uh, that commit line. It's like a six or seven day loadout to build the set for the CMT awards. So we were taking bets on where it was going to be. Whether it was going to be the Opry House, a little bit too big for the Ryman, but it would have been just about the right size for the Municipal Auditorium, and that just would have been hilarious. <laughs> that, this, gave was use. The, this was the con- conversation my brother, uh, my dad, and I had yesterday after the game. Like, all right. What are they going to do for CMA Fest if uh, Nashville makes it to the Stanley Cup final? Because that is going to be crazy downtown. Yeah, yeah it'll be nuts. Oh, man. I don't even I Tell Adam Johnson and Ted Johnson, I'm not showing up for work. I'm not driving down here during all that. You're nowhere even close. I mean, you could take no, the back way around over here. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, you could take Bradley Parkway over to Clarksville Highway and come in this way. You know what happened last week? They had the marathon. Yeah. I had to go all the way across the moon to get into work on Saturday morning. So one of for a one on one My voice is too sore to do the Hendersonville traffic town, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> to, do, to do that. This case. wasn't Hendersonville traffic, man. This was what? Rosa Parks traffic. Well, they block for the marathon. Couldn't get they, my McDonald's McMuffin in the morning? They block all the roads inside downtown because that's where the marathon is. At least they do it running. in the morning. At least uh, they do it in the early yeah. morning. That's the worst time for me. When there was <laughs> Why a, do they not plan me? I saved dogs. There was a, uh, a hockey trip that I made to St. Louis uh, right towards the end of the season one time, one year, and uh, yeah, they closed down like a good chunk of downtown. So I was trying to get to Starbucks like across the street, and there's like the race going on. I told just walk across the race nonchalantly, not not knowing <laughs> that like oh snap, here comes a bunch of hipsters and you know and, and Nike Tempo shorts running towards me. <laughs> Go get my and your Birkenstocks? No, no, this is no, before okay. I started wearing Birkenstocks. I was too <laughs> it was warm, though. I had a figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was, yeah, it was definitely shorts weather. But yeah, I'm totally walking back across the street with like, you know, about, you know, 12,000 calories worth of Starbucks. Yep. Oh, man. That's a lot of Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, they, hey, if you, they had this, they had four drinks. Yeah. Four. I know there's been a lot of talk about that unicorn drink and all the dragon. I think they got a dragon and a mermaid one now. Yeah. There's this one. It's the campfire. It's like roast. It's got, it's it's like I don't know what it's got in it, but it tastes like it's got uh, a roasted s'more. nuts. Huh? Roasted nuts? No, 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 no. Huh? Um, let's see here. You got there's the mint, uh, the midnight mint one. There was the midnight mint, but it was the That's other really one really good that came out with the midnight mint. Hmm, I haven't seen the promotion for that. It, it was. No, it was, I've only seen the unicorn. On. I I was gonna get it, or sorry, I was gonna get the midnight mint, and then as I'm in the line, I see that campfire roasted or something like that. It was campfire for sure, but. Campfire, it, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's got like it's got Campfire like chocolate mocha. Syrup. It was so good. Oh my gosh! Even the lady when I was S'mores like s'mores frappuccino. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's 2015. My bad. Hold up. It's probably the same one. It was. It tastes like a s'more. It was the best thing I ever drank. It didn't taste a lick of coffee in it. <laughs> is, is it weird that starbucks has become like this milkshake stop well i think they've, i think that you know that the whole idea of going out and drinking coffee that's cool that's acceptable as adults like we. There's, I think there's something just naturally with us. Like no one says, "Hey, do you want to go out and grab some chocolate milk?" 
Like, that just sounds creepy. You want to go out and grab a beer? That's acceptable. <laughs> you want to go out and have a drink? You're probably trying to hook up. If you're going to go out and have coffee with somebody, oh, you know, that's that's casual. Yeah, that's, that's casual, yeah. Now, what Starbucks is smart enough to do is they make their coffee so acidic, it can, like, strip the lining off your stomach and, like, <laughs> and, like take pain off your car. So what they do then is then they also have these drinks that just have, like, different forms of milk in it to where it just neutralizes it. This yeah. is next It's, like, multi-layered business right there. Have y'all... So what, smart. Do y'all like... What, what, do y'all drink coffee, really? Oh, hell no. No, I don't. I drink the hell out of coffee. You do? How do you like your coffee? Do you like it bitter or do you like it? Mm, my favorite is actually, uh, there's San Francisco Bay is like my favorite coffee bake, uh, coffee place like ever. Really? What is that like? You can get uh, like, you can get like the fog You're not an American. You don't take it black. Um, I, I take it black, you know, usually after dinner. Like if it's after dinner, give it oh. to me black. Now if it's, you know, in the morning time, I like a little bit of creamer in it, like a little bit of sweetness to it. But after dinner, it's like the best coffee ever. All right, the S'mores Frappuccino blended coffee. It's marshmallow-infused whipped cream, milk chocolate sauce, a creamy blend of vanilla, coffee, milk, and ice are finished yeah. off with more marshmallow whipped cream and a graham cracker Just crumble. Just put that in a spoon, heat it up, and inject it into my veins. 67 grams of sugar. Sir, I will, hey, <laughs> I, I enjoyed every one of those grams. I will, <laughs> I will double my estrogen output if I drink that. I promise you. And I will love it. It was so good. I, I was like surprised. Even the lady at Starbucks when I was like, What's what's this campfire s'mores? And she was like, just order it. <laughs> I was like, and, and when it comes, all right, he's sold. <laughs> and, and when it comes to caffeine, only seventy five milligrams of caffeine. Well, is in. they did say on the <laughs> ingredients. On the ingredients, what was it like? Coffee was like the fourth one listed. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there was no coffee. I love it. Uh, here's the ingredients. It's got whole ingredient. List. I don't like coffee. I hate coffee. What? I can't do it, man. I've tried it, and like it's just the taste and everything. I tried it with everything, but I like this. Just for the just for the uh, the sake of argument, a short like a eight ounce dark roast has a hundred and thirty milligrams of coffee, which you described caffeine. has seventy five milligrams of caffeine. Yep, sorry, caffeine. The grande <laughs> a grande dark roast has two hundred sixty. A grande <laughs> one of these has seventy five. You're gonna have to drink you know three of these <laughs> to even come close to the caffeine output. You do you drink three of those? It's like it's like greenies back in baseball. And that is fifteen hundred <laughs> calories versus twelve. Oh, oh and coffee's the sixth main ingredient. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best, and the best thing the way they had it, all the uh, like chocolate syrup and stuff was at the bottom. So they put the, you put straw in all the way to the bottom. Yeah. that was all. That was the first time I sucked up with straight chocolate syrup. Why did we lose World War Three? <laughs> <laughs> my, my girlfriend was not like she was like, "This isn't coffee. What do you? What is this?" I was like, "I don't care. I don't like Starbucks. I get refreshers." <laughs> that's true actually uh, I do. if i'm gonna go like my like my favorite coffee joint in the world is probably um probably cafe coco in west nashville just because i've been going there since high school it's a 24 hour yeah, like, yeah i've been there ratty house like mm -hmm. over by centennial park then you know like if you order anything that's less than ten dollars that you have to pay in cash yeah, yeah. you have to use that atm that you know is bugged <laughs> you just know that thing's bugged. oh there's nothing worse than using an atm that's not your bank atm or at least, if it just says atm with like flashing letters yeah, that's the scariest. Yeah, I was in Florida for spring break, and it was like I was like, I don't want to use this ATM. Gotta live though. Need the money. Music, <laughs> the music City Bowl because like you have all these people that are you know from out of town going to this massive football venue that's you know, and you have you know there's just people everywhere. They'll just throw up like pop up ATMs under a tent. <laughs> You know, you can see the. It's like we're going to charge you four dollars. We're also going to steal your account information, but we're going to charge you four dollars right now. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, I need, I need cash. I no. need this twenty so bad. <laughs> I can't get a beer inside the goddamn stadium. Really. <laughs>
Man, was, what, are, what are we going to talk this was about Texas today? A&M. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs because someone in the city has to. That's uh, true. Memphis got out. Nobody cared. <laughs> talk a little bit about racing as well. You know, and you know what? You know, you're right. If the Grizzlies had won their won their uh, won their series, you would have to, especially you would, us. You would see it because I mean, yeah, we are the Grizzlies station here, but you would see it more because we are a basketball area. As yep. much as people want to deny it, we do follow us in basketball here. So yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the Nashville Predators as well. The biggest putts in sports, LeVar Ball, he's back in the news. Uh, we got a little bit of investigative reporting. We're going to, uh, <laughs> going to visit you on that. Also, our derby picks have came into fruition as well. A lot to get to. Loaded episode. This is After Dark. You guys can't, you know, talk over the organ about, you know, the merits of Colton Wong and talk about ruining your next Italian food. It's kind of hard to do that in national sports venues. Nothing so. ruined about it. You look, you put it in the fryer and it brings out the contrast. Between... I think he's talking about pizza. Oh, I thought he was talking about ravioli. No, he's talking about pizza. Provel, right? Both. <laughs> oh, come on. No, the ravioli is good because you have the soft you know, have on the to... interior and then the crunch on the outside. It's good. It's awesome. I have some good talking points here about like how, you know, without a publicly funded art project, St. Louis would be confused with Cincinnati and blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That is a low blow, sir. At least he's at Cincinnati and not Detroit. He's, wait- he's waiting to the end of the time and he's like. And hey, welcome back into After Dark Sports. I am Zach Williams. And uh, that was. What was that, Dan? That was me this morning on uh, AM 590 in St. Louis. They've, uh, they've been having me on sporadically throughout the playoffs. Um, I've been really nice to him up to this point, talking about like how the Blues, you know, are a big, strong team that could give Nashville a lot of trouble and yada yada yada. All knowing that, like the a couple of appearances before, I said it's going to go six games. Nashville's going to split in St. Louis, win the two at home, and lose Game Five on the road because that's been a big deal in St. Louis where they lose Game Five at home, and Nashville's going to close it out in six. So, but that was me turning heel on my friends in St. Louis. It had been a long time building up to it. And then, you know, finally it was a chance for me to just kind of put the knife in the back and just, you know. <laughs> just ruin friendships. Surprise effort. <laughs> because it wasn't last week they were already doom and gloom with the series after yeah. the National went up 2-1 yeah. to one at that point? What, the ticket prices, like, fell off? Pretty much, yeah. You can get in there. You can get into uh, Game 5 in St. Louis for, like, 50 bucks. That's nice. Yeah. They, they also sell uh, single-game seats at half, um, at half off. On game day, like say, like if there's only one seat in a particular row, you can buy that for half off face value on the day of the game. Oh man, that's kind of cool. We're talking about Preds now, right? Yeah, yeah, we can get into it. Oh my goodness! I mean, the Nashville Predators, in case you've been living under a rock, are now on their way to the conference final. Uh, this means they'll be playing against uh, Anaheim or Edmonton. Either way, I think that this is a good matchup for Nashville. Um, Anaheim is a bigger, kind of stronger team that they have a lot more experience. They have a a number one center in Ryan Getzlab that's playing out of his mind right now. Their defense is a little bit on the sus- little bit on the suspect spot side, and uh, John Gibson is not doing great in goal. He allowed five goals in the first period last night. Five is a big number in hockey, a very big number. They end up went up losing seven to one. So game seven is going to be on Wednesday night. So the Predators, their series isn't going to start until Friday or Saturday. So last night, um, I don't know if you guys uh, got this on social media. So the Predators won. Big deal, you know. There was an early game too. The game was over with at five thirty. Gave you plenty of time to go get your drink on on Sunday night. Yeah. The uh, there was a some pictures floating around. Nothing like bad. Like no one's you know overly tanked or anything. But at the Dave Matthews concert at uh, Sund Amphitheater, there's Ryan Johansson, James Neal, Roman Yossi, 
quite a few of the guys out there. Crash. That's cool. They got nothing. They have nothing really to do for a few days until they figure yeah. out who they're playing. Yeah. I think it's cool. You know what's really cool? What's that? That just warms my heart. <laughs> There's nothing better. That's a long one, too. I could play that all day. That sounds a little bit high pitch for Tim. It is. Are it may kidding? be a little bit. He was probably on coke during that. Oh, man. Hey, oh, shots out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Keith Urban doing his old song. Jeez. Um. So anyway, Preds. Hey, I mean, let alone you're not a Preds fan. If you're not a Preds fan, listen to this. If you're just a Nashvilleian in yourself, this is like, I. And you don't even have to like sports. Just the energy in Nashville right now. Just the uh, effect of how many right people are paying attention to Nashville right now. They drew a 14-point rating at one point during the game on Sunday. It was, it was amazing. That's an SEC football number. I would have been drinking so hard if Andy wasn't playing at that same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in here working diligently. But I also had the games on both. Probably TVs. could have heard. I mean, if Vanderbilt, you know, fans could probably have heard like some of the roar from downtown inside. Probably. The game was over, and uh, Joe Fisher was doing his little uh, post game Coca Cola post game show, right? I uh, think so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear in the background <gasps> because the Preds had just won, <laughs> and then even Joe was like, "Yeah, that scream was because nobody left and everybody was watching it up on the board." <laughs> yeah, with the new video board at Hawkins Field, they're able to do some cool stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. same awesome. with the sound. Same with yeah, the sounds. Yeah, the sounds did that uh, during one of their uh, rain delays earlier. This, yeah, I yeah. think late last played month. it up on the guitar. Yeah, but I mean that's and. The day of, I went grocery shopping. There's a new Kroger in uh, uh, Hendersonville. It's it's great. It's a great new Kroger. But uh, as I'm walking through, not one person, not one person is wearing anything else besides Predators. Oh, uh, I saw mm-hmm. the same thing yesterday when when I was at a Walmart. Yeah, it, I did the same thing like in Bellevue Kroger. I talked about yeah. this on our last episode. It's that's impressive. Everybody wants to be a part of this. Everybody's getting as much Predator stuff. I mean, it's, Nashville in a sense has not felt this energy since what. 2002 th- and that that time frame of yeah. like 99 yeah. to 2003 it's pretty much on the same level now and and i mean hey titans yeah <laughs> coming little brother real quick i mean we, that was a that was a bit of a banner with uh with some of the kind of like the, the i loved using the sports uh when it comes to fan bases venn diagrams because i think the titans venn diagram and the predators venn diagram there's plenty of crossover but there's quite a bit you know on either side of it that not every Predators fan supports the Titans. I mean, I mean, you got people like me who, you know, used to support the Titans, and then when I moved away, the Titans embarrassed the hell out of me, and I kind of gave them up. Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, they have a word for you, Fairweather fan. No, I get, I got embarrassed. <laughs> <Band> Wagoner. <laughs> I got embarrassed about having to go into a go in office and say, hey, why, you know, why is Vince Young throwing his shoulder pads in the crowd? You know, I got, I was like, man, the hell with this. Hey, I, went, I went to a Jaguars hey, I, game and I had so much fun. You're talking about until oh, so you joined the enemy. I went to a Saints fan, a Saints game, and I had even more fun there. But I chose the Jaguars just because you're talking to a Royals fan who has been a Royals fan from a childhood to now. Have the Royals ever embarrassed you? Absolutely. I mean, they didn't win 50 games one year. Well, I mean, losing's one thing. I can handle being, I can handle, you know, losing. I wear, I bring a Jacksonville Jaguars bag to work every day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They carry yeah, my lunch do. in that because no one would ever steal anything inside <laughs> yeah, that bag. Whatever inside depressing. this bag is going to disappoint They're like, you. like, oh, it's probably a moldy sandwich. It probably so. Well, it has Publix <laughs> in the side of it, too. And that's just the two things I love in my heart right there. <laughs> but, they, you know, the, the Titans overly embarrassed me. 
and that was one thing I couldn't deal with. With between Pac-Man Jones and Vince Young, I was like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, there's more of a sting with football than uh, compared to baseball, obviously. Exactly. So with, I think that there's with the fact that there's kind of like that, the Venn diagram. People acknowledge that the Venn diagram doesn't exactly isn't exactly a full eclipse. And now the Predators getting all this love now from NBC, from national media, saying, "Oh, that the atmosphere in Bridgestone Arena is unbelievable." You had ESPN say the Predators' game experience is one of the best in all of sports. In fact, the best in, in all of sports. And Barry Miller's had something to say about that on SportsCenter, I think, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Be the best Stanley it, Cup final yeah, ever. Yeah, it would be the best Stanley Cup final ever if it's ever in Nashville. Yeah. And I know Barry, he does – he talks a lot of good about Predators when they're actually on ESPN for a change. But that should be a hell of a compliment for the city as yeah. well. I mean, it's a it's becoming a better big event city. I mean – we all grew up here. I mean, we've all seen the skyline kind of just triple in size. We've all seen the hotels, you know, get built time after time and still being built. Still being and built. still being built. Like right everywhere. now, there's a right now the JW Marriott that's going to be just to the uh, just aside the um, the convention center is going to be gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, they got like a lot of oval style design. Right, next I to the almost Westin, lived there. Square. I almost lived right uh, by the uh, the the Southern Air mm-hmm. Market right yeah. there at Market Street Apartments. Almost lived there. Glad I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> all this happening right now. I mean, where's the closest grocery store? A good. There's an HG Hills somewhere yeah, in downtown. Church, there's a Church Street. Yeah, and that's not really a grocery market. store. Yeah, it's just like a little market. There's supposed to be a Publix, I believe, built right around where the Capitol is. There's a Kroger across the river. Like oh, a good, boy. a good, yeah, a good way, <laughs> a good way across the river. But oh man, I mean. It's just it's crazy to see and, and also the war, okay we, we we a long time ago this is episode what that was thirteen now yes uh I think episode two we talked about what we hate media doing yeah uh something I hate that I'm already seeing and it, this happened probably yesterday like when I started seeing it was uh, uh where are all these Predators fans coming from I don't remember y'all the last couple seasons oh um oh it's the worst yeah. <laughs> it's the worst i hate those people that's like why can't you be happy someone likes your team when the royals won the world series so royals hats that, pop up everywhere that parade was epic yeah and i was that like was you know scary. what you know what wear those royals hats. i don't care if you're a bandwagon fan jump on the team whenever you want because i mean it's embracing what's happening around you you yeah. know and i oh, i hate when people they have to ruin that by like oh this person's starting to like my team they don't even know the second and line hockey fans it's are like, always the worst at that hockey fans are the, are the most defensive and the most is because most it's such a baby sport in the sense of like you know it's it, if, if you're a fan of it you were you were born into a fan of it mm, i don't think not I mean, necessarily man. around no. here in the in nashville you think you think it was something that it was just like people were like, oh, I, now I'm going to start liking this heavily and like really dive into it. I didn't really start diving into it until 2003 when they made their first Stanley Cup uh, playoff appearance against Detroit. Then that's when I really started following. Hockey. How old were you then? Uh, I was 12 years old. That's what I'm saying. You're a young age when you get into it. People that are like you know becoming fans like now are the ones that are so defensive. Of it. Thing, I don't understand that's why. That's the thing about like my dad. He never wanted anything to do with hockey really. But in the last couple of years when Nashville has made uh, some runs and he's been able to go to games, he's starting to understand a little bit about it more. Even though he even admits to me and my brother, he's not a fan of hockey, but he likes the Preds. I think that's it. I think there's a lot of Nashvilleans right there. Mm-hmm. That as a sport, you know, and, and I think that because we, we can't exactly connect with everything that these guys do, we don't – most of us didn't grow up playing the sport at all. Whereas baseball – you know, I can go play catch with you guys right now outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so much easier. Or just play a game of basketball. I think we can all we can all. I think that's a lot of it, especially with kind of a working class area like Nashville, where 
you know, there's not rinks everywhere. Yeah. Nevertheless, though, I mean, this is, I mean, this fan base has been begging for this for a long time. For for any sport, who cares? I mean, I mean, the city's been begging for it, but the fan base especially has been begging for it because you know you can only make the playoffs so many times. And we saw this going into the playoffs this year. This fan base had a bit of fatigue to it. We're like, oh great, they got Chicago in the first round. This will be over quick. Well, yeah, it was not the outcome you expected, but you know, I've been I've been all hated or did right up the middle the whole time. I've been that, so proud of the Preds. That's how it felt like during the regular seasons, like right after the All Star break and Nashville was so up and down, up and down, up and down. I was like, man, I can't wait till the playoffs start and the season's over. Yeah, but they've been on this great run so far. I hope it doesn't stop. Right that now. happens so much. Where people are just like, oh, we're in, we we started off so bad. Oh, we can't. We're in the middle of the season, and then. I mean, what didn't the Giants win the Super Bowl nine and seven? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and know what Cardinals, I mean. Cardinals went to think, Super Bowl eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, because I think the reason why, because like, of course, we all know what the preseason hype was for this team, and we were expecting them to win. I don't know what seventy percent of their games or something like that. Uh, at least sixty five. And you yeah. said it right there. How scary is that now that the Preds are starting to be the favorite? Yeah, right yeah, now. So right now, they are the Vegas favorite, largely because the Washington uh, Pittsburgh series isn't over. But they are one of the favorites. They are the favorite in the West. Doesn't matter yeah. who comes out. They are the favorite in the West right is now. Is that scary though? I mean, this uh, team, it, we're it feeding into like the hype. There's a break. The heads can get big. You know what I mean? This they team, one, they this, were one of the favorites going into the St. Louis. Yeah. The, uh, so I think they're actually living up to those expectations now. I mean, this season, this team was picked to win by EA Sports. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a simulation, <laughs> and they were picked to win by EA Sports. Now, in the history of the Predators franchise, they've only been the favorite in playoff series only a handful of times. One of those was the very infamous uh, Arizona Coyotes series. Oh, yeah. Where everyone thought, this is the year. They beat that Detroit team. They've got what it takes. And they just lay the biggest egg. You can blame that on uh, you can Radulov blame that on, and Kostitsyn. You can blame that on um, Alex Radulov and uh, Alex Kostitsyn, yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Them Eastern Europeans, you really, man. You really got really everything. somber. Why do, you, why, do you, why do you think when they when Montreal came to Nashville, they booed the hell out of him? Because the way he treated Nashville twice. Twice. <laughs> You know, we've all had those ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, as a, can't say no to them. There was a point on. Uh, it was one of my earlier appearances on um, on Five Ninety in St. Louis. I, I I think I've done it on this show as well. I liken it to a, a jilted relationship where you're asking your current girlfriend to make up, or current boyfriend or girlfriend to make up for everything wrong that your previous relationship has done to you. Yep. Yeah. And I think that Predators fans have fi- are looking at this team and saying, you know what? You swept those bastards from Chicago. That felt great. I don't like St. Louis either. You you took care of them. That felt great too. Now you're in uncharted territory. And I mean, what a fan base thinks and what a team thinks is completely different. You know, fans at this point are very happy to be here. And I don't know if they're. I mean, I think that if they did choke in this round, it wouldn't be the end of the world for the fan base. They'd be disappointed, but I don't think the anyone's going to be burning a jersey or or going. You know are going completely ape you know, in a negative way about that. Now, the team, different story, because the team knows that you know, you only get this close so many times. How bad do you feel for St. Louis, though? Not bad at all. No. They have that Not 50. Not the way they played against the they, team? They, no. They have uh-huh. that 50 on their ice? So does Pittsburgh. <laughs> just as a, just as a, yeah, just a reminder. <laughs> I mean, the last words I said to the guys this morning was, enjoy your baseball season. But <laughs> the Blues the Blues knew what they were. Blues, uh, before the playoffs began, they traded off one of their number one defensemen in Kevin Shattenkirk. They traded him actually to Washington because the general manager thought this team did not have what it takes to win a cup this year. And they made a coaching change. And they made it, They fired their coach in the middle of the year. Ken Hitchcock is going to be an NHL Hall of Famer. He's a you know very successful coach, but he's hard to play for. 
and uh, the players were saying it. They ran TJ. They traded TJ Oshie, who was one of the more beloved players, away from St. Louis because he had enough of Hitch's crap. Ken Hitchcock also ruined the psyche of goaltenders there uh, multiple times. Yeah, because so, at one point Jake Allen was one of the worst goalies in the league. And they now left him every, home. Yeah, they left him home on a road trip. <laughs> I mean, think about this for a second. That sucks. They 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 called up Phoenix Copley, who is and Phoenix is spelled backwards. You know, and that's a whole other thing. Uh, and and took Carter Hutton on a road trip and left Jake Allen home. Oh, and speaking of like any like Blues players that you feel sorry for. The one probably it would be Carter Hudden because he was so liked here in Nashville as the backup to uh, Pekka. I didn't care much for him. <laughs> I didn't mind. I mean, as a personality-wise, yeah. I didn't mind him. But you know when you have Carter Hudden in that, you're going to need to score four goals. Yeah. But Frosty that, that's probably like the yeah. only the only player you probably want. The Blues didn't have a recipe to win it. I mean, they have, they have you know, they, they don't play a possession-based game, which both these teams, Washington and Pittsburgh, that are playing tonight have a possession-based game that they play. That's what wins the NHL anymore. And it's plus, not, you have uh, big not, Ryan Reeves trying to run yeah, over people. It's does not, it does it matter? Does it does it matter whether they had a recipe or not? The way the Preds played, so downhill, so coming at your throat. I mean, any team. It's like Mike Tyson said, right? Come out. Everyone got to have a plan team hit in the face. Exactly, and that's like that. what the Preds did. They didn't play their best games against St. Louis. I can say this and that's, straight up. That's the scary thing. The St. Louis Blues did a good job of forcing everything to the outside. They did a good job of protecting the front of their net, and they didn't let Nashville speed bother them until the games got towards the end or St. Louis was trailing. And what was the what was the goal count against each other through the series? Like 17-14. I mean, the Nashville pretty, scored them. It was pretty even. It wasn't like you know the Chicago series where it was 13-3, to but St. Louis couldn't get their power play working. That was That's great news. Nashville stayed out of the box. Also great news. But St. Louis gave Nashville trouble because they have bigger defensemen that guard the front of the net. That's been Mike Yo's plan every every stop he's been, both Minnesota and St. Louis. Now, they have a good recipe to do that in St. Louis. The trouble is, is that that style does not win Stanley Cups. It has not won a Stanley Cup in over 50 years. <laughs> uh, closer to 20, actually. Uh, I was just making fun oh, of yeah, St. Back, Louis. <laughs> this was still during like, the two-line pass days. And the Devils. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the, the, second, or the, yeah, the first Devils Cup in the 90s. That was the last time that really worked. I remember that. I do remember that, actually. You know what? That was Charlie. Got, that was my best Charlie, by the way. I remember those Devils teams. They tried to kill hockey as I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what got me into hockey was uh, the video game NHL 94. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was so good. You had so much three-dimensional. You had so much control over height, width, and depth as far as you know, your play on the ice. You had, it, was, it was the one that used the Super Nintendo controller to its max capability. And, that's uh, a hot take. Yeah. yeah. And the music was awesome. <laughs> that, that's also kind of similar to me because the first hockey game I ever played was NHL 2003 on PS2. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much the same way for me. Yeah. Along with watching the Preds in the playoff that year. Yeah. I was reading books like a good kid during these times. <laughs> Circling back here to kind of some of this um, some of this abrasiveness that I feel like the Titans, and to a lesser extent Vols fans, even though I think, there's a, I think that Venn diagram is actually a little bit more, I think, more – Vols fans follow the Predators and vice versa, but I still there's not a whole lot of animosity there. But for many many years in this town, Titans you know Titans coverage and Predators coverage didn't exactly commingle. You had afternoon programming on one of our you know one of the stations here in Nashville openly say he who should not be named. We do not talk Predators because it doesn't equal ratings. And you know what? There may be some truth to that for a good time, but when you're drawing a 14 you know rating, you know I, I know that was a spike, but when you're consistently drawing around nine ratings. You know, for postseason games, that's a big deal. 
You know, when I turn on the station on a, you know, at, at 4 o'clock on my way over here, if I hear the words running game or pass protection, I'm punching the button. Yeah. Why? I mean, especially in this time of, uh, time of the year. Yeah, when OTAs just barely started. What so does no it matter? Ready. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, when, when Predators coverage crushed the NFL draft ratings, that should tell you something. You know it's bad when NFL's tweeting out pictures of players' jerseys numbers saying, this is how many days till football is left, and like on Travis Kelsey. Countdown <laughs> clocks are for amateurs. <laughs> That's Bill King right there. Yeah, because I've already saw a countdown clock for a college football kickoff. We don't do countdown clocks in this studio. This is the house of the Lord <laughs> and the NCAA, most specifically the Southeastern Conference. Did we talk about Channel 4 yet? Yeah, so we right after the game. It. So right after the game, I'm, I'm with my uh, I'm with my crew at uh, at Brewhouse uh, crew South and uh, squad goals, and we're <laughs> we're watching their uh, their big screens there. And immediately afterwards, you know, the, the NBC coverage goes off, and the crawler across the bottom of the screen as they show people pouring out of the arena, you know, into uh, into Broadway, breads onto the Stanley Cup Finals. It was funny, and I'm gonna I, I'm and gonna call like, it out anyway. Big Joe and Greg Poe, did you listen to that this morning? I did not. Joe would not talk about it. I know he probably wouldn't be. He Joe probably be, saw he that. He said one just, thing. That's not my department. Joe probably just saw that. In the just, sports department did like the the nasal sigh. Like Kenny the mailman came on, I think, and uh, he 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 asked he asked Joe over the phone, and he said, "Not my department. Not going to talk about it." Like I could just like the, the nasal sigh has become like the new you know shake my head. You know, it's the audio. It's the audio. <laughs> yeah, there. <it> is. <laughs> And also, uh, I saw this like on um, the press Twitter. It linked them to their website, like all the different celebrities that s- congratulated yeah. the Preds. And I-, I can give you a list. Uh, Drew Scott of the Property Brothers. He was actually at the game. Uh, he also tweeted out, of course, Carrie Underwood. Was he the one? Who? Which one's Drew Scott? Is he the the builder or the seller? I, I don't remember. Oh man! The, since they're twins, they're twins. They look, so you know the yeah. other ones. Yeah. The other ones they probably twins. mix it up. Of course, Lady Antebellum. They sang the national anthem yesterday, yep. and Charles Kelly on his personal Twitter. He also congratulated them. Uh, Paramore. It, yeah, Paramore was there. You are the only um, exception. Let me see. <laughs> Al Gore, of course. Steve Levy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's laughing about Al Gore. Uh, Steve Levy from ESPN. I don't know who's Andy Lassner. Mario Andretti, that was one of the... That's the bizarre one. Yeah, that was the bizarre one because he says... My Rex good Ryan's friend, still weird. It, it says, because Mario Andretti's tweet, congrats Smashville and my good friends Phil Housley and Karen Housley. So he must be real good friends with the Housleys. Um, Chris Young, country music singer, the Oak Ridge He's from Boys. Murfreesboro. Yeah. Uh, the, Tennessee Titan, the Tennessee Titans also uh, congratulating them. Uh, Bobby Roode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we're going to play some of his music <laughs> later. <laughs> Dirk Bentley... Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, because they had like a little promotion during the first round of the playoffs. Offer not valid for Chris Vernon. <laughs> Chris, Vernon, Chris Vernon grew up in St. Louis, and Chris Vernon's a Blues fan, you know, and he only tweeted when the Blues did something good. He, there's no other hockey on his timeline whatsoever. <laughs> You're nervous now, aren't you, Nashville? And then the Predators go on to win. Nashville was the better team. Uh, Dave Ramsey, of course, and a uh, new Nashville resident. Well, he's only been here for a few years. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, he also congratulated. Uh, Joe Nichols, Eric Young, uh, Vanderbilt Baseball, Jonathan Cyprian, 
Uh, who Look, else? Yeah, jumping on the bandwagon there, yeah, aren't you, uh, Jonathan? <laughs> Mark Mary, Mark Mar- hurts so much. Mark Mariani, the most useless Titan ever. So, so, Whoa, yeah. oh, hey, hey, he sold a lot of women's jerseys, sir. Hey, guess what? He didn't do catch a pass <laughs> as a wide receiver. But you know, speaking of funny tweets though, in Channel Four, I saw somebody say, uh, "What, what was it? they said? They said, yeah." Not only have the Predators not been to the fin- the Western Finals, neither has the media. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea how to handle oh, it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Had had no favorites, no retweets. I kept the train going. That was pretty good. Come from the other side of this, uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, just because again, someone in the city has to. Also, can dig in a little bit of uh, racing news as well. And you're listening to After Dark. Welcome back in. That's like the loudest. There's something about like that particular chord just like completely shreds speakers. <laughs> if you're gonna say glorious, yeah, as start your from first beginning one, again. You want to start? Right. Yeah, yeah. Just because like this is so damn bright. Like in music terms, that's a very bright chord. Like it just it's very strident. It just kind of pierces through everything. Imagine this at Bridgestone, like with all the speakers they have there. Like I can really turn off my headphones right about here. We are pegging out over here. Yeah, oh yeah, clipping. <laughs> yeah, there's just red it, marks across yeah, the board. No, it's punching it. Yeah, because that's how loud it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what but they were playing during the handshakes yeah. last night. Yeah, they were. How does that? I mean, during the handshakes. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of a troll job to the Blues. Yeah, yeah. dude, Preds are good at that. Uh, uh, the uh, well, I think the production team over yeah. at the Preds at Bridgestone Arena, they're they're amazing. Top notch, yeah. yeah, they're amazing. They're Which all a bunch they of wrestling have to marks be. too. I know for a fact they're all a bunch of wrestling marks. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they have to be though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to have if you're going to be working in the Bridgestone, mm-hmm. the best venue in the world, right? You got to be pretty much. Yeah, that, <laughs> you got to <laughs> be on your game all the time. They invest a lot into it. I, there were several Their lines people that for went, hot dogs are still long. They went. They um, <laughs> were you in the upper level? No, no. I, I mean, I, I go club seat, so. Wow. Oh. All right. Yeah. I do know that uh, people, Sorry, I'm from who, Hendersonville. Uh, people who went to the St. Louis game were saying, like, man, we're taking the, we take Nashville game ops for granted. And I've been to, yeah. you know, I go to, you know, I go to a couple, used to one lightning game a year, and the lightning do a wonderful job as well. But Nashville's just kind of over the top. Like, they have something to keep you in your seat the entire game if you want to. And that's yeah. rare. I knew you went to a lightning game because mm-hmm. this man just started following me on Instagram. Stalked him all the way back. Oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> I saw exactly. you in the lightning. <laughs> because last, because you know, last week you said something about like you know, make sure that you retweet the show, and I don't typically do that just because I'm you know usually. A, Someone's got to stay up on top of you, basket of cats. So I'm glad to know you went and did your diligence, did your, did your you know your lifetime movie stalking on me. That's, I was on the toilet. That's fine. That, that's the best time to look at my Instagram feed. Apparently, you get to see all the wood projects I'm working, dude. On. It was like five photos back to back to back of all wood. Yeah, because I was <laughs> like, to... look at this wood I bought. Look at this wood I bought. Well, I, you know, different things I'm doing just to kind of catalyze. How's that going? It's going pretty good. That's what we should talk about this in the first segment. But nah, I mean, yeah. still though, broke out the belt sander and it's got some like got some like. A nice I like a belt old sander. School there. Oh yeah, I like a belt <laughs> sander. So NBA playoffs. All right, right yeah. now the speaking uh, of belt sanding, <laughs> belt sanding is what the uh, what the Jazz are getting right now in the hands and of the, the Cavs. Oh, the Cavs too. I mean. It, Cavaliers have already moved on. I mean, they made quick work of the Raptors, and we kind of, I mean, you kind of saw that coming. The Raptors have one have one way to win, and that's you know just the biggest know, joke team in all of NBA is the Raptors. You know, what? I don't I won't go that far because they didn't make a run of the conference finals last year, and in the NBA, that's still something. 
But their biggest momentum is uh, uh, Vince Carter winning the dunk contest. Other than that, the Raptors have done nothing. We talk about you know how we talked earlier about the, how the Blues kind of have this failed formula that they keep trying to patch up and bring back in. We talked last week about the Memphis Grizzlies having their you know kind of battered up formula. They just keep trotting out there, and at least the Memphis Grizzlies won two games in their series where they got eliminated. The Cavaliers just play the ace of spades four games in a row and beat up on the four Raptors. <laughs> Man, did you see what DeRozan said? No. He said, if, yeah, if we had LeBron on our team too, we would have swept. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, because hey. Without hey. LeBron, Cleveland is a bunch of scrubs, pretty much. Oh, no, no. He's he's the main – he's your bane of existence. Yeah, he You is. hate it. You're I, not going to watch the finals. I'm not. If the, if it's going to be a Warriors-Cavs again, I'm not going to watch that's it because com- LeBron – That's the only competition in the NBA, though. Spurs. Nah, they're still gonna, they're going to pull. Rockets is a hell of a series. That's the only See, compelling series going if on. If LeBron though. was not mm-hmm. in the finals, I'm going. I'll watch the finals. If it's like Boston versus uh, Golden State, I'll watch that. But I'm not going to watch LeBron. I'm tired of LeBron. This is going to be what seventh year straight into eighth, the, I believe. Right? Uh, I, I said that wrong. You're right. It, the Boston Washington game or series that's compelling, but the games aren't because they're they're uh, lopsided. Game wins every time. On whoever wins, I do think that the um, the Washington Boston series is somewhat compelling. The series is, but the games aren't. The games are just outside I mean, of Celtics game are two, winning. Outside of game two, everyone's been double digit wins. Yeah, it's it's just not well, been. Well, game two was a double digit win for Boston, but that went into overtime. Yeah, and Boston came back from like a huge deficit. Yeah, that's that's the one game. But I mean, who cares about the Spurs and the and the Rockets? Because the second they play Golden State, you know what's going to happen? Not necessarily. I mean, the Spurs are this team that just – I mean, with Tony Parker out, maybe a different story. I'm not convinced the Spurs don't, you know, can't figure out something to at least get a couple of games from them. I saw a funny meme that was uh, at the top of it was Rocket Spurs and Golden State, and there were three ninjas fighting each other. And then on the bottom, it was the uh, 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 Sound of Music girl in the, in the woods and had Cavaliers just <laughs> dancing. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> or just, you know, like the, the Night King from Game of Thrones just – Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love waiting. it, though. I love it, though. It's bad. I mean, is it is it bad or good though for basketball? The it's way that, that you know it's going to end up being Golden State and Cleveland. I think it's bad because then it shows you there's no competition in the in the whole league. You have 30 teams and only two are any good. That's not very good for, for the now. The counter to that though, it does it doesn't hurt when you know that the Red Sox and Yankees are going to be good. Yeah, it doesn't hurt when you know that Alabama versus X team for the national title. That doesn't hurt. We like to see greatness and we like to see greatness challenged. This is all an undercard. This is all a formality to get us to where we want to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it compelling? Like, a lot of things can happen in the playoff series. Players can get hurt. You know, formulas can get messed up. You know, fights can happen. A lot of things can happen to, you know, kind of break that formula. And the counter I have to you, Brian, was it bad for basketball when the in the 60s the Celtics were everywhere? Or you knew it was going to be Jordan versus the Jazz. Or Celtics and, 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 and the Lakers through the 80s? Well, because <laughs> back then, because now all of the NBA cares about, because we talked about this last week, they only care about like eight markets to begin with. Back then, they didn't care if Utah was in the finals. Because that was, what, their smallest market at that time? Yeah. So they didn't care because it was good basketball. Utah was one of the best teams in the 90s at that time. And we talk about the Predators crowd, you know, translating well on television, them getting a lot of, you know, credit for it. That Utah crowd in the 90s, whew. The yeah. Delta Center would crack, you know, well over 100 decibels. You just easily. made a lot of sister wives happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shots! <laughs> See, because that's always been my thing about the same thing with, like, uh, 
NHL and how NBC, uh, they only usually put the big markets out there to get to maximize the rating. I understand that because the NHL during the regular season doesn't pull a great rating to begin with. But I'd rather see the best teams play each other. Well, then oh, that's uh, that's the finals then. Hey, hey, you just yeah, you just dug yourself a hole, sir. <laughs> that's the point, though. Yeah, Golden State and Cleveland, they're the two best teams, but they're the only two best teams. So, there's not that, like six. The third, the, yeah, there's not, there's not the, like there's six. Not the, if you have at least six really good teams in a the league, then you've got something. You want an air mystique. In the playoffs is what you want. Yeah, you want you want some, a, you, you, want want some, a, you want some uh, like mystery or some upsets. Yeah, and that also get people to watch. Why do you think people like watching the NCAA tournament? Because you get upsets. And we people like upsets, watch. but at the end of the day, if your Final Four is like George Mason, Quinnipiac, uh, Weber State, and Creighton, yeah, no one's going to watch. Well, then crap. you just said it though. You just said it. Then How, should is the way to fix this in a sense to mirror the NCAA bracket. In, in in professional basketball, everybody gets no, in. No, not like that. <laughs> I mean, it's hey, almost like that when you have a losing record in the NBA. And I, get I into think they the should playoffs. bring back the best of three, though. Yeah, what do you mean best of five in the first round? It was best of five, and then they moved it to best oh, that's of right. Seven. I'm a, I'm a fan of, of shorter series in the first round because that's legitimate fear. If you if a if a favorite team loses one of those games, oh, it's on. That's yeah. better television. Yeah. So to circle back around, this I found up an old news article here about the Utah Jazz. This is from <laughs> night. This is from 1997, written by Chris Sheridan. Is Malone on the cover? No, no. There's not even a picture on this. That's how oh, old this article man. is. League operations ga- guidelines say music and public address announcements cannot exceed 95 decibels. Just by comparison, a noisy office is 60 decibels. A jet takeoff is 100. But part of the problem with the Delta Center crowd now it's called like I forget what that is. Some. Energy Solutions, I don't know, it's one Something of those. Something like that. <laughs> the problem with the Delta Center crowd was often roaring up to 110 to 120 decibel levels and drowning out announcements. Woo. That's loud. That that's, is that's loud. A, uh, yeah. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium, it can hit It can hit up to those numbers sometimes. You won't know. Uh, you won't like, hear anything. I, I like Arrowhead Stadium because the way it's built. It's built it, like a college field. It's built like yeah. Neyland. If you think about it, yeah, because that's what one of the things that was one of the reasons why um, when the Titans played there late last year and they went yeah. got the win with a oh, Ryan Suckup's kick, but kick that concrete block. That was one of the things I always had because um, even though it's going to be really cold, because it was what like zero degrees. Yeah, it was that zero. Day, yeah, it was like negative was, five. I, I knew even if it, it was freezing cold, that place was going to be sold out and it was going to be loud because that's mm-hmm. how passionate Kansas City Chiefs yep. fans are. Nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, and the arena's name now is Vivid called Smart Home Arena. Yeah, what a dumb name! That is a dumb name. <laughs> oh man, didn't Naked Juice buy one? Or not Naked Juice. What kind of juice brand bought one? Not Minute Maid. There's the Smoothie, smoothie, smoothie King. King. That's in, what I'm uh, thinking of. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah there's the. Uh, there used to be the Monster dot com uh, Coliseum <laughs> out in. Uh, <laughs> that was three com. That was uh, Candlestick Park for a while. Man, just three com park. Yeah, three com park. For if a you while. had to buy a park or buy a. I think we taught we did this once, but like, what would you name it? Ooh, if I was okay, let's say if I was a, um, well, you wouldn't name it like the Coliseum, how we had it. Would you? I mean, did y'all like that name? I liked it. Yeah. I, I still think when LP it Field bought sense. the rights, it should have been called LP Field at the Coliseum. That would have been better. That would have been better. Yeah, Nissan Stadium's okay, Nissan but it's very, right. ge- it's very generic. It's, it, but that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. You know? Like you know, in, in Canada, they have places that are just you know Rogers Place. Well, I would yeah, dream about this. Place. I would dream of uh, yeah. <laughs> going to uh, go, when I was at UTC. They they built a brand new library, 
And they had no because name. Because the old one was sinking into the ground. Yep. Because the architects too failed much, to, to account the weight of the books. The books. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I don't get an architecture degree. Jokes just write themselves. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and you can actually see the bend. It was really bad. But uh, they, the library, when I was graduating, was just UTC Library. They didn't have a name because they were waiting for somebody to donate to name it. And I always had that dream of just being, you know. Zach's big ass library or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just a picture of me, like, like, but like, you know, it's like I'm a part of the name in my picture. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know how the Food Line logo has like a little line, but it's me. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a regal crest, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lion holding up a sword and a book. Like, yeah, how cool would that be to go to your own stadium Ooh. or go to your own like venue? Your name is on it. I mean, I always thought it was cool that when, that when Tennessee rebranded their gym floor as the Summit, Pat Summit was still there. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Oh man, I had a bad joke. <laughs> Don't. Don't do no. it. Off air, right there. Don't. <laughs> she wouldn't remember it. Oh, that is in poor taste, man. <laughs> Look, you make Dan in silent. A, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. It was that guy in the background that said it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Basketball's uh, If you were going to have a uh, <laughs> a company sponsor your venue, though, what company would you want? Hmm. I would want, I would want someone cool. Publix Park. Man, why do you like Publix so much? <laughs> Florida, that's the answer to every question. Hey, where's, I need to get something good to eat, Publix. They sure don't have any Kroger's down there. No, because there's a handshake agreement between Kroger and Publix. Uh, Publix does not go further north than uh, Kentucky and Florida. I mean, uh, and Florida won't have any Kroger's. Man, they don't have any in uh, uh, like Chattanooga and all that. They never have one there. They don't have one in Georgia. It's Kroger? just all Publix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's terrible. No, there's no, there are Kroger's in Georgia. Really? Yes, because you know what? If you were, I had a buddy from there. You could try you this at home. This one. is a challenge for everybody listening. Or if you're at your computer, if you're listening to us online, like a well-adjusted person, if you type in the words "murder Kroger." And you cl- click on the map. Murder Kroger. <laughs> yes. And it brings you to a Kroger that was off of uh, Ponce de Leon Avenue in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta and has why? This, because apparently a couple of murders happened there. Okay, so what's worse, me making that joke or you sending people to murder things? I'm not sending... No, I'm saying... To murder... It, sorry, no. sorry, that made it sound like I'm going to kill things, but to, to see murder. Murder is not <laughs> a verb in this. Murder is an adjective. Which Kroger are you going to? Uh, the Disco Kroger, which is over off of... Uh, over near Buckhead. Murder Kroger, which is off of Ponce. <laughs> it's that? an Atlanta thing. It sounds like a haunted haunted house that Kroger would do. Murder Kroger. Oh, man. It, it, well, if it's still active, people are still going there. No, it's that. closed. Oh, it's closed now? It's All closed. All right, never mind. Hold, there's a map here, atlanta.curb.com. Updated, a definitive and mildly wrong map of Atlanta Kroger nicknames. And there's like, <laughs> I see it right here because I'm s- sitting next to uh, Dan, and there's like 12. Murder Beltline Kroger. That's, yeah. yeah. They, they, Kroger started calling it the Beltline one, and people are like, no, nah, dude. this Kosher is- Kroger. Or Crocher. <laughs> Fiesta Kroger. <laughs> oh, man. This is terrible. What were we talking about? How did we get Kroger here? Dish do. Kroger Dishdu. Kroger Dishdu. How did we get here? This is, this is, this is the- Public Park. Hipster the, Kroger. That's every Kroger in the world. Oh, yeah. We were, we were naming- We were naming- uh, What would we name it? Or what company? Yeah, well, yeah. If you're going to have- Strip Club. If you're going to have- <laughs> Wild a, Horse uh, Stadium. Okay. That would work. <laughs> Could you imagine those like, the, the waiting lines there? Buy low field. 
a bilo. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was a field. Good evening, everyone. I'm Marv Albert, and welcome to the Deja Vu Arena. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking live. <laughs> yeah, Brent Musburger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh. Historic, historic uh, brass stable stadium at, at Zachary <laughs> Williams Field. <laughs> Man, and then just a picture of me drinking. Yeah, that's the, that's the crest that's on the jersey. Oh, that's it's that's like fiftieth year or something like that. That's rotten. <laughs> so, Zach, something did happen in the world of racing. Do you want to get to it now or after the break? We'll do it after the break because since this one went pretty long, because we kind of get sidetracked. Oh, surprise! But we can do this before NBA talk questions. ends up parked in the ditch. <laughs> hey, we talked about it, right? I mean, we LeBron and Golden State. LeBron, yeah. who, who are y'all's picks going into the finals? Uh, Warriors, because I it's I gonna be Warriors, Cavs. I hope the Warriors, Warriors win. Brian, you've been wrong about a lot of stuff. I wouldn't. Though. You, you picked the Preds losing. I would. I, I was right about uh, Saturday though. I would rather see the uh, Washington the Wizards and the Spurs. That's what I'd rather see. I'd be happy with the Spurs Rockets winner playing the uh, playing the Wizards. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I, we haven't been that good this year. Going from the other side of the break, Brian's going to break down some NASCAR stuff, also including some news that uh, locally, if you're a NASCAR fan, you should be very interested in, or if you're a history buff like me, pretty cool to know. We're going to settle up our bets after the Kentucky Derby and also five tough questions. You're listening to After Dark. And now, time for... Brian's Pizza! Oh, that was on time, too. Sir, <laughs> right at we've the done end. this before. Sorry, yeah. I, don't, I don't mess up. That's good. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series That's was still in. so awkward to say. Yeah, I know. It's like a mouthful. Um, they were in down in Talladega. <laughs> Sorry, I had to come back. <laughs> they were down in uh, Talladega, Alabama at the biggest, fastest racetrack NASCAR goes to. And, um... It's a pretty interesting race. I only caught like the last 20 or so laps of it, but I'm looking through the stats right now, and it was a whole hum kind of a race for like the first two stages. Um, who won those two stages? I'm trying to find them. Uh, Brad Keselowski won the first stage. Denny Hamlin won the second. But uh, Kyle Busch, he took the lead on lap 152 and held on to it until the almost to the very end before uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., also known as Adanica's boyfriend, <laughs> won the race. His first career win and snapping Roush Fenway's 101 race losing streak. So it was great to see uh, Jack Roush back in victory lane. And uh, Ricky Stenhouse, who won the Xfinity Series championship back in 2011 and 12, uh, he won his first cup race. So it was a big deal for uh, him. Confu- well. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Talladega is a big race. One of the big it's one, one of the, the like the marquee races, so to say. Yes, yeah. it is. It, I, it was a I sellout can, crowd. I think it was the first sellout crowd of the year since Daytona. Now, now tell me this: is it because the Preds? I, I had no idea this was going on. Yeah, Maybe. I'm actually. I'm, you know what I mean? That's what I. I, I had no. I really didn't real. I didn't. Not to spoil the foreshadow here. This yeah. video you have up, and it says Talladega, and I'm just now clicking that that happened this weekend. Kentucky Derby, was, Preds, and then this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's saying something when like the, when hockey beats Talladega in the ratings. I, that's stunning to me. Do you have the numbers up on it? I can, I'm looking them up right uh, now. Okay. Go ahead and lead into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and of course, when you think of Talladega or Daytona, what do you usually think of? Restrictor plates, Mark Martin's not winning, and Rex. Yes, and the, re- <laughs> and the big one, as they like to call it, happened on lap 170, and uh, Kyle Busch was leading 
and uh, Chase Elliott. This was a very significant weekend for uh, Chase Elliott. Thirty years ago, that this week, this past weekend, uh, his dad Bill Elliott had the recorded the fastest qualifying time in NASCAR history at 212 miles an hour. That car is in the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit. Oh wow! And and it's considered like the world's fastest race car. They have a whole picture of it, and he also had like special. Uh, racing shoes that says world world's fastest race car 1987 Talladega. Um, one of the significant things from that race 30 years ago is the reason why they run restrictor plates to this day because they've been running restrictor plates since 1988. Um, every car in the field that day qualified at over 200 miles an hour, and Bobby Allison, who is from Alabama, he almost went into the he literally went into the fence because if there was no fence there, it would have been a bloodbath. Wow. Because he uh, had a tire failure, and he ripped down the fence. <laughs> and his son, uh, Davey, went on to win the race, but ever since then they've uh, been using restrictor plates. Well, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Uh, that wasn't even rubbing or racing. So, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's one like I said about when we talked about Dale Jr.'s uh, retirement and the history, it's part of the NASCAR lore of uh bobby everybody knows bobby allison's wreck so speaking of the wreck um we have a uh, fox's uh coverage of it so this is just starting with like 20 to go and uh we're gonna play right here and let uh mike joy daryl watchup and jeff gordon uh lead you to it and it, it does get pretty interesting down the back stretch mid-pack. He's saying, I can't do anything because it's been three wide. Well, now he's out front. He's pretty happy with his race car. He said, back in the pack, it was a bit edgy, but as soon as he could get, get some clean air on that car, he said, I think we're going to have a fast race car. His uh, spotter, Eddie DeHunt, just told him, it's time oh, to be greedy. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, upside, side, <laughs> upside. <down. laughs> oh, man. Here we go. All right. Yeah, see... One and a half cars flipped well, AJ, over. That was a humdinger. Yes, it was, and that's uh, where he is upside down. That is a car on its roof. Kroger. Yeah, you just can't push on the left side of There's that. There's Danica right there. Well, you just can't keep pushing. He got into the 24 and just kept on pushing. But Mike, I'm telling you, I started. When did they rename the backstretch after the Alabama game? Uh, it was a couple years ago. They renamed it to the Alabama Super Stretch. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can stop that. All right, so yeah, he's getting out of the car. There, once. Yeah, and that was a, uh, just, a good bit that Daryl Watchup said right there. The more they, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, that's just a typical Talladega on, on a track like that, I think that part of the problem is is that you're you're doing everything you can to make sure every car runs the exact same speed. When everyone's running the exact same speed, you're going to have that. Where you're going to have three wide, and I feel like this is kind of like a uh, a bait and switch with other NASCAR races. That with the restrictor plates, since you're kind of leveling off the playing field for everybody else, you're expecting to turn in and see this every single week. That's not the case. No. That's not the case. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know. I mean, I, yes, I enjoy seeing something that's different, but at the same time, like, you know, I'd rather just see, you know, good driving. <laughs> Everything, just seeing that makes me think of the Ricky Well, speaking Bobby. of good driving, <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse used good driving to get past uh, Kyle Busch because Kyle Busch, he was leading the race. It looked like he was going to win, but – Ricky Stenhouse was able to get through the rest of the field and pick up the win. It was kind of like what uh, Dale Earnhardt did back in 2000. He, he was like 18th with like six to go, and he came back and won the race. That's very hard to do. Granted, the cars were very different back then. They weren't as even as they are now, 
But it shows you that you have to have talent and skill to get through those uh, all those cars in a restricted plate race because most of the time you're kind of stuck because that's what happened to Dale Jr. like late in the race after he had a loose wheel and kind of knocked him out of winning. He was just stuck. And once you're stuck in a restricted plate race and you're in mid-pack, you're not going to go anywhere. You hear that, Brian? What? You see how I stopped and let you finish your talking yeah. as you talked over me did you see that that's awesome dude oh my goodness progress for you zach oh so <laughs> i was talking to brian just so speaking proud. of good racing <laughs> so proud now um something we talked about you know in the pre- in previous episodes because i actually uh brought someone around to go see the uh the old racetrack like, not really the old racetrack but the nashville super speedway which is now a skeleton of a track and you yeah. yeah. it's still being maintained just it's under private use and it you know it's a 55,000-seat white elephant right now. What does that mean? It's under private use. Like, what are they doing? Well, it was bought by somebody, and it's only used for private sessions. I'd love to see Nissan buy it and just turn it into, like, their per- their like private test track, and then, you know, eventually get a Formula 1 Is that here. where they do mm-hmm. the, the, the Richard Petty experience? Yes. They still do that oh, over there. Okay. Yeah. No. But the other track in Nashville has got a little bit of news as well this week, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, this story uh, came out this morning on the Tennessee and Tony Formosa, he is the current promoter of the Fairgrounds Speedway in uh, at the Fairgrounds here in Nashville, and he's seeking like a five to seven or maybe even a 10-year lease with uh, the Metro Fair Board to like have a chance to make improvements to the racetrack itself and lure back NASCAR, and I think that's a really big deal if he's able to do that because it also has... Uh, some names right here that has endorsed him with these plans. Um, Scott Borchetta, I think he runs uh, Big Machine Records, and he also was a track champion during his time when he did race. Uh, Darrell Waltrip as well, who is a track champion, and of course a three-time NASCAR Cup champion. And Bill uh, Freeman, he's also a real estate executive. He also ran for mayor before Megan Barry won. Uh, They're all behind uh, Tony Formosa with... uh, this this plan that he wants to make improvements and it also says what kind of improvements he wants to do like of course safer barriers around the track probably uh new uh, bathrooms probably a new racing surface are they gonna fix well. the tunnel uh maybe because you know if they, they want to do that yeah because you know how the, the tunnel it creates a bit of a bump coming out of turn two and that's if you're not prepared that's for usually it. how a lot of wrecks because yep. if you look up a lot of races on um on YouTube, mm-hmm. racing at the fairgrounds, that's how a lot of wrecks happen. But that's usually how it is at every racetrack because yeah. they have a tunnel going underneath one of the turns and the cars get light and it creates a bump. But it's Nashville, like, because it's built into the side of a hill that, yeah. the, you know, that they have to go through this every couple of years. And this would be a huge move in NASCAR as far as like getting it back in the right direction because that's not a big track. That's not a big spectator track, but it's good for television. No, oh, it is. is. And that's it, something NASCAR is, you know, NASCAR, we just talked about it. NASCAR getting back to being a better television product is where the direction they need to go. If I'm stupid, tell me, but is this a, a play trying to keep MLS from going over there? I don't think so. I don't think so because there is, like, uh, I think the Metro government has put in or committed $15 million to make upgrades, it's o- but only for the racetrack, the upgrades only to improve the grandstands. Which is like in the step in the right direction because I've sat in those bleachers and they are uncomfortable as hell and they do need to be improved yeah. because it's a concrete structure and then it's uh, aluminum bleachers. So it is kind of hard on you sitting there. But yeah, there's no give. Yeah, there's no <laughs> give. Um, I don't think, I think if they do 
if they do get an MLS state uh, team and they do build a stadium right there, I think it could benefit uh, the fairgrounds because that's the same situation in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Kansas yeah. because they have the soccer stadium, then a little bit across the ways is Kansas Speedway, and then a little bit across the ways is like a casino. So it kind of helps hey, having everything right there. <laughs> so hey, if Nashville wants to follow that plan, you you can bet NASCAR will show up again. I would like you can bet. I would rather know. see. I mean, I'd rather see the fairground. Like fairgrounds do definitely need, need some work done, especially the you know the racetrack as well. I would rather see when I talk about the soccer stadium here. I know this is a little bit of a tangent. I would rather see Vanderbilt, the Titans, the Metro government, and the. Uh, now, because that's also in the news as well, John Rich uh, bought this, bought the rights to Nashville SC, and that's a that's huge news for me, because when Nashville FC got started, it was a supporter-owned and supporter-funded soccer club. It was one of the first of its one of the first of its kind in the United States. Now, because it's in the process of uh, they want to get it promoted up to the MLS level, you got to have someone in charge. You got to have someone to answer to a majority shareholder, and that's going to be John Rich, who's a well-known Vanderbilt booster. So. That's a big deal. I would love, but I would like to see all these people come to the table and say, you know what? We already have a perfectly fine venue in Nissan Stadium. It does need some work if it's going to be a venue 20 years down the road. Because we've seen it too many times with places like um, Globe Life Park in Arlington. Mm. A perfectly fine baseball venue. The Texas Rangers say, you know what? It's going to be hard to make, a, make improvements on this. We're just going to build a brand new park. We, see it, we saw it in Atlanta with Turner Field. We don't like the infrastructure around it. We're just going to build a brand new park in the suburbs and draw like 400 more people a night. I would rather see, rather than the the city have have to commit not only stadium dollars, but infrastructure dollars to a brand new part of the city where people aren't really used to going to a weekly sporting event anymore. You know, invest invest in your existing assets like Nissan Stadium. Put a roof on it, hang curtains, call it a soccer stadium. Let the fairgrounds be its own thing. I mean, but I am full. I am 100% on board fairgrounds racing coming back. I'm all aboard that becoming a board of a NASCAR track because that's something cool. I don't think yeah. you'd have any trouble filling the building there at all either. No, you won't. Because sometimes, even when they do their uh, monthly races, because that's the schedule that they're on, because that's mm-hmm. the contracts that they have, they fill it up pretty nice. So it's, and granted, they're not like 10,000 people every, yeah. every night there, but they get probably a couple thousand to 5,000 a night. Yeah. When I was in high school, that was still a cool thing. Yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> not that old. I do watch the hell out of some boxing. I do like me some old man sports, boxing. Hey, boxing and, had uh, a speaking big, of boxing, uh, they had a big fight. Over the yeah, Can- Canelo versus uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Canelo's looking good. Um, I thought that Canelo didn't look great against um, against Mayweather, but he's starting to get his punching power back. Um Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you had to worry if that kid's just got his head in the game at this point. But, he had but, a chance to win over a lot of fans, and he, he just did. But Canelo versus uh, Gennady Golovkin, that is gonna be, that's going to be a war because no, for the longest time, no one wanted to fight Golovkin. He's this you know, Kazakhstan destroyer of worlds. So now you're going to see him against Canelo later this year. I want to redact something I said a couple episodes ago about boxing. Uh, uh, oh, Lord, what's his name now? Tyson Fury, he is eligible to box now. Oh, good. So... That's, there's talks of that with Anthony Joshua. That'll be good, and then you have Deontay Wilder and Tony Bellew in there as well. The Brits are bringing back the heavyweight division, and that either anyway, honestly, I'd, I'm glad to see more people come back to the table in boxing. But another old man sport we got to talk about: horse racing. How was your party? Horse racing. It was. Uh, it got. He it, didn't have a party. I had a pretty. Well, I ended up. We ended up improvising pretty damn yeah. nicely. Oh really? Oh okay. So let's uh, let's get to the business here. Number one, uh, 
Brian is the only one of us who picked Always Dreaming. Asterix. Yeah, only one of us who picked Always he, Dreaming. He initially picked you it, but I didn't hear him. He could but. have picked it. He could have he could have been on the could have been the ledger here, and you could have asked us could have picked a separate second horse. And you, or you could have adjusted your wager number too. Like one of you could have had seventy five, one of you could have had fifty or whatever. But you didn't. Brian has always dreaming. Brian wins this competition. I had Classic Empire and State of Horror. Was it State of Horror or State of Honor? It was I horror. Think it was honor. Yeah, horror was what uh, Bleacher Report had on there, and I never use Bleacher Report ever again. <laughs> uh, Zach had Irish War Cry and Gunavera. So I'm going to go to the uh, Derby results here. Do you know how he did? I do not. <laughs> Man, that's disappointing, man. I do <laughs> not. With you. you know what? Hey, horse racing comes around once a year in the Williams household. <laughs> that's right. So you're because there's only four races that matter. Yeah, there are. Always dreaming, looking at Lee and Battle of Midway are your win, place, and show. Coming in at number four, Classic Empire. Then Practical Joke, Taprit, Gunavera, McCracken, Gormley, Irish War Cry, hence state untapped, Gervin Patch, State of Honor is nineteenth. My horse took fourth for Classic Empire. That doesn't win anything, but it did finish ahead of your horses. <laughs> I'm confused though. Therefore Before this we started. You, you lose. said you said I won. No, one of you picked it. I, I was like, uh, one of you picked uh This is why I say asterisk. Win. I picked it and then I right, we'll give him half credit for winning. So in that sense, you lose. What the hell? <laughs> ah, the, no, your no. own numbers have changed. Sir, it doesn't matter have, if he finished fourth. The money was there. That's what we were going off of, correct? Yeah, because we you, both lost. We both lost. How do we break the tie? We're not breaking it by the way you're saying it. Because Why? That's, that's because, BS because, because you lose. Money talks. Because you because lose. Because money talks. Now he's be- banking off this the highest ranking horse after yeah. that. No, 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 no. I we, don't like this because I lost. No, we got to go with something. Hey, you're you're screaming your own words. <laughs> Because <laughs> in a sense, you lost too. You lost too. We got to talk about something else. We got we got to figure something out. All right. Um, you have to have a tiebreaker. You, well, you want to go? Uh, well, no, that's crazy. What's that? It's 2-0 right now as we're recording this with uh, the, the Caps and the Penguins. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's go NBA. <laughs> let's go NBA. NBA? Okay, then let's take... When's, when's the next Celtics? Uh, uh, so you got Celtics, uh, Wizards. Because that's been back and forth in Yeah, the si- their series is tied 2-2. Let me pull up here. Do-do-do-do. Is it tonight or tomorrow? It is... Five uh, ten, so uh, two nights from now at Boston, Washington. Actually, you know what? Five fifteen. Is it at Washington? Uh, it's at Boston. Boston's a home class home court. I'll take Washington. You take Washington. By proxy, you have to take. Yeah, Boston. I guess I'll have to take the Celtics. No teams lost uh, at their home yet, though. Yep. All right. And hey, if you didn't know this, John Wall's good at basketball. John Wall is good at basketball. <laughs> and you know what? This you know the Wizards every game this series so far one eleven, one nineteen, one sixteen, one twenty one. They can score. It's harder for me to lose because then we do the donut thing, and it's like I got to go across the vast wasteland of donutless territory why here you, in Nashville. Why don't you do what you did last time? That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot we talked game. about that. Or you could swing by one of the nine Paneras in Sumner County and bring us, you know, like chocolate chip cookies or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. I live right next to a Panera. Uh, I'm surprised. There you go. <laughs> What's the time for, Dan? Hmm? What do you mean? What's the time for? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to lead you in. Five tough questions. Five tough questions. That's what I was trying. I was trying to lead you in. No, you, you like, no sold me. What's the time <laughs> for? Like, what's it time for? What is it time for? Oh, sorry, your your Hendersonville accent. Was I said it right. We'll play play the tapes. 
We don't have an editor. Actually, I did that today earlier. I was, I was, I was very arrogantly going, check the tapes. <laughs> check the tapes. Number one, the Nashville Predators have now won five playoff series and made the playoffs seven times since the Titans last even made the playoffs. Does the success and relevance of the Predators put pressure on the Titans to speed up the rebuild? Uh, yes and no. I say yeah, I, I, I agree with him. Uh, which which part? He said yes and no. Oh no, that's a classic Brian answer. Going <laughs> right on the fence. <laughs> right, I, I'll let you explain first, and then I'll give. My yeah, reasons. well, yes, in the sense of uh, just I mean, you got to win. You got to win something. I know nine and seven. Everybody thought four wins last year was you know our our mark, but you got to start winning. No, in the sense of football will always beat hockey in this town. All right. Yes, because it does put pressure on the Titans to win, and everybody that follows the Titans want them to win. Grant, they're on the right. They've take they took a good step last year, going nine and seven, almost made the playoffs, and no, because they're still not quite there. Granted, no one loved the draft unless you're like a draft expert, but John Robinson has a plan. It's going to take probably another year or two before they can be really competitive. So there's my yes and no. His plan's so boring. <laughs> He's doing it the Patriots way. Yeah, that's true. I do think that you're I do think you're right mostly as far as the uh, yes and no part of it. But as far as like it beating football in this town, I think if most uh, they do think like as you say, money talks. And I think if most uh, Nashvilleans are honest, you have a choice of either going to a Titans game or going to a Predators game. They'd rather go to the Predators game. I'd rather watch the Titans game if both of them are on at the same time on the television. That's though. true. Our own Greg Pope says that. He yeah. says, "Why would I go to the game when I, watching it at home much better?" He says that all the time. When it comes to like <laughs> when it comes to like covering an event, yeah. But as far as like being there, being at the Predators game. If you had to pick though, a uh, a playoff pl- game here in Nashville or a playoff game in Smashville. Oh, you know. Oh, it's not even close. On playoff mm-hmm. Predators playoff game wins. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because my brother went to Game Six against San Jose last year, yeah. and I think Game Three. So, Whoa, yeah, good call. <laughs> Number two, plenty of media folks in this area and the surrounding Nashville area are forcing themselves to talk hockey given the demand of the audience. Just of right now, I mean, we've seen, you know, the, the the flood of support for the Predators over the last you know week or so. Here's a question here: If we're all being honest, what sport do you personally wish you knew more about? I knew more about soccer. Mm-hmm. It's so globally represented that I I mean I wish I could I wish I could know the players. Okay. You know the the, the 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 premier players and all those guys. Mm-hmm. I just I never I've never known anything about it. Never followed the players. That's something I wish I could just because it's so widely talked about. Yeah. Well, I kind of follow soccer, so I kind of know. So that that pretty much let me say I'm bragging. I'm gonna say I'm not bragging. I just I know some. Of the players. I'm messing with you, Brian. I love you. Uh, I'm gonna go rugby. Ooh, wow, that's rugby you- because it's a little different because it's not widely played here in the u.s even though i've seen like reports teams, you know even though i've seen like reports it's like the one of the fastest growing sports on the amateur level well, it's just like fox sports with. one when you start from zero anything's fast growing you know yeah. i played rugby <laughs> one year in chattanooga chattanooga yeah that's uh, a rugby town yeah, have you because seen? because i like watching because when you compare because there's like two different codes of rugby there's rugby league and rugby, rugby league. I love watching rugby league on um fs2 late night something like a friday or saturday night because it's like Sunday down there, mm-hmm. and because it's so wide open, it's it's spread spaced out. It's much better than rugby union because in rugby league, after a tackle, you have you have like a set of six tackles before you have to give the ball over to the other team. So that's kind of like football. So yeah. it's easier to understand. And another thing, after a tackle, all the oppo- the opposing team has to back up ten meters. Yeah. So it gives space to the offensive team to move up. Unlike in rugby union, where after a tackle, 
the defending team's right there on top of you. So immediately when you, once you pick up the the ball again, you're tackled again. Yeah. So you're barely making any progress, and you hold on to the ball forever until the ref says, "Oh, you made a violation. You gotta give the ball up." There's a huge rugby club scene in colleges going around. Yeah, club because, teams are yeah. Pl- 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 we used to actually has one not well. too far from where we we're actually standing. There used to be the Nash Bash, which is the uh, world's was actually the nation's largest collegiate rugby festival. UTC mm-hmm. had a women's and a men's team. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? The uh, I mean, you may not because you want to know more about the sport, but uh, I don't even know her name. But she's from New Zealand. Is that one chick? I saw a video. It was like a highlight. She was throwing people around. They were comparing. She was the Marshawn Lynch of women's rugby. Well, if you look like anybody anybody in New Zealand that plays rugby, they're going to be stars because that's just New Zealand's yeah, that's uh, their, way. That's, that's, their their, that's their sport. That their What's sport. the big rugby the team? The black? The All, the all Blacks. Blacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That includes their <laughs> the haka. It's great. Yeah, that, uh, and also, like uh, another one, this is not my official answer, Australian rules football. Ozzy was football? Yeah. Maybe. One bounce and you can catch it still? Hey, there's really no <laughs> rules. <laughs> for me, it's uh, for me, it's actually boxing, just because I'd like to know more about the uh, the undercard scene. I'd like a little bit more about the uh, the European heavyweight scene. Yeah. 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 Number three, probably my favorite story of the week that doesn't have anything to do with the Nashville Predators. According to a report posted on NBCSports.com, the big baller brand uh-huh. sold less than 300 pairs of the 495 freaking dollar Lonzo Ball shoes. Let's all just take a line round of applause on that one. When you believe, when do you believe the price on the uh, the the shoes are going to drop? Never. Never. Yeah, follow- it probably won't drop. Follow up question on that is: What athlete do you believe could start his or her own brand in his or her collective sport? And my answer to that is a very simple one: Serena Williams. Mm. Possible. Serena yeah. Williams can st- can go to Nike tomorrow and say, "You know what? I want my own brand like Jordan. If not, I'm going to walk." And they would do it for. Does TB12 have one? I feel like he, he's so easily could. He's already got the brand for it. Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. He, I know he's with Under mm-hmm. Armour. I know he's with Under Armour, but mm-hmm. I don't know if if he's got his own. I know cause just because I mean I've never heard Tom Brady called TB12. You never heard no. of TB12? No. Well, I've heard that a bunch. I don't know. I thought she was like. No, because I don't think Tom Brady is interested in that because he he has like what some kind of cookbook. Out he right doesn't. You know what? He's with Uggs. Yeah, he's yeah. got so many different weird endorsements right now i don't think he really cares about like at, like a tennis shoe deal or whatever that's true that's true uh i think i think that shoe was branded for the idea of it being lavar ball right just being who he is and being everywhere in the world right now he just wanted rich people to buy that and his, you know i mean it was five hundred dollars and two hundred twenty dollars slides too him sending out the stupid. tweet that says if you can't afford these you're not a big baller i'm like you know well i guess I, well fine <laughs> and, and what a sales pitch though you know because in such a, a fashion forward time we are in with social media and everything being a representation well a lot of people call them out like shaq he oh, called yeah. them out big time he said yeah. big ballers don't make kids pay high prices for shoes yeah and he showed a pair of shacks that with are at walmart his, with all his rings too yeah <laughs> <laughs> i will say this though i i'm i know a little bit about this world as far as because i used to work you know in, in licensed apparel and used to you know be involved with our buyers of a former employer of mine those look like what they call factory blanks mm-hmm. and how those work essentially is that these are just shoes that we've manufactured we're going to sell them to like sketchers or sell them to um X shoe brand and just brand them the way they want them to go. They probably just bought a bunch of factory blanks and stamped the logo on them. And what makes me think that is if you look at the uh, Lonzo Ball slides, the $295 sandals, that logo is just screen printed on the sandal. That's not sewn on. It's just literally screen printed onto it. Yeah. 
that is the cheapest bleep I think I've seen in a long time. Well, and, you know, in a in a world of sh- in, in in the shoe world, I don't know if y'all know. I mean, like as buying shoes, what's the most popular selling shoe? What do you mean as far retro as retro Jordans? Retro Jordans. You know, they're Just not Jordan. creating new shoes. They're se- they sell old shoes. Oh yeah, you oh, know yeah, what I mean. That's re- what they sell new. Yeah, because they re-release them. We would we would have uh, we would have to have an armed security guard at our uh, shoe launches on Saturday mornings. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. I've tried. I've tried buying the new the new Elevens dropped, and they were like white with the the North Carolina blue on the bottom. I tried to buy them. Literally within the second, the page was gone. As night because they drop at ten o'clock, ten o'clock it hits and it's over. We would have a guard actually inside our stockroom at our Rivergate location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's a, you're not going to create a new shoe. Nobody. I mean, Paul George made some, and Kyrie made some that are all right. But I mean, you know, a guy who's not even been in the NBA. Are you kidding me? I get some Tim Duncan's and get to have like the best like mid range jumper ever. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the Nashville Predators had Kevin Fiala uh, toss aside his crutches and be the towel waver to get the crowd amped up before Game Six. If either one of you could ask a local athlete, as in a athlete that has ties to the Nashville area, whether he's a Titans player, a former student athlete at one of the colleges, or a former resident that's now doing something else, to fire up the crowd for the next round, who would you choose? Hmm. Eddie. Eddie George? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. You know how hype people would get for Eddie George coming in? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, let's see. I'll give you mine real quick where you think okay. it is. Uh, it would have to but since they're both teammates, uh, they would have they'd be able to do so. And I don't think it'll happen because of the because uh, even though they have Mondays off the next two weeks, uh, Mookie Betts and David Price, because they're both playing oh, for the Red yeah. Sox. Yep, 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 yep. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Um I, I I can go with Sonny Gray. Sonny because, be yeah, because he went to Vanderbilt and mm-hmm. uh, Smyrna. Smyrna. You think people so. would be able to rec- recognize him? Just a yeah, because I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans are Preds fans. See, I feel like well. you got to find that guy that's like R.I.P. If Stephen A. was still alive, that would be uh, a, yeah. Stephen you know A. was I mean? still alive, it'd be big. Vince Young comes in. And they're bringing out Jake Locker. Oh, he's <laughs> dislocated his elbow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Falls, hits the drum kit, <laughs> buzzes his head wide open. I was so worried they were going to have Marcus Mariota come out there in a cast and like him step on the He's ice. <laughs> I, I was having, like, I'm not even a Titans fan. I would have felt sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it'd be cool to see a whole like cast of former Titans doing it. Like Keith Bullock, uh, uh, Nettie, and then, I don't know, and who else? Some, and then I'm, Javon Kirsch, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, the only ones I could think of were like, and then, Tom- and then Tomas Vukun's there just for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, number five, several Predators players are making their rounds to Ascend Amphitheater to see the uh, Dave and Tim in concert. Uh, Ryan Johansson, James Newell, Roman Yossi, Harry Zolnerchuk, several of them out there. If you personally won a big game uh, at, at the home venue, whether it's Nashville, Murfreesboro, uh, Memphis, wh- wherever, just somewhere that our listeners could relate to, how would you celebrate? Oh man! So we have a, your options are like you had a big concert. You have you know I mean you say the game is in the daytime, so you still had all night to go out and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I mean Vince Young probably go to the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, know, you got several different options there. I was about to say I, I would like to go eat like a nice meal, just so in yeah. some like like what's a Nashville staple place like like Prince's or something like that. Ooh, the Prince, you, you shut Prince's down. There's that, that one, uh, Tim Corbin, Vanderbilt's baseball coach, he always talks about this. I'm trying to remember what's the name he and his wife always goes to. So is it like right over by Vanderbilt? I don't like know. Like Fleming's or? Rude, it, started with a B. it started with a B. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't remember what it was because I remember he was he, he said that on the, the radio. Bread box? No. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look that. I'll see what I'm yeah, look your, it up. Um, your due diligence. But if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, you go get a good meal after a big win, and then you just like hit, hit up that nightlife. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, yeah. I would get you a good meal, and then I would, I would go get plastered. But that's just me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I, I, that's why I don't put on the skates. So we pretty much have the same answer. Is <laughs> it K Bob's? I don't think so. A B. Yeah, it starts with a B. I forget what what, what it was. Oh man, well, it's not on Yelp. So. Bra- uh, no, it's not Bradley's. Brick it. Brick. Uh, no. Blackstone. No. Well, yeah. Because Blackstone's right over there by it. Yeah, that's mm. not a bad one. Um, for me, I'd probably go. Man, that's that's tough. Wow. You know, you want to get into the crowd. You want to yeah, be with the crowd. Yeah, that's the whole thing. going to be amongst the commoners and everything. Um, <laughs> the plebeians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I'd probably go the Omni. I know that seems like a really WNSR. Oh, wow, well, yeah. <laughs> I would probably go, go hang know, out with Todd Rodemel. You know what? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but totally, I would go to bar lines because uh, the cover band that shows up there at 10 o'clock is one of the best cover bands in the city. Mm. They do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, and they cover were, band or Dave Matthews. Though. There may be like I don't. Man, it's live music. You at don't this want to point. listen to Crashing to Me? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, his wine doesn't suck. The the Dreaming Tree wine. Oh really? Very, I didn't know good. he had wine. Oh yeah, a lot of these guys. He's wine an anymore. alcohol aficionado, man. Yeah, give me. Uh, yeah, I would. I would totally <laughs> go. Speaking to, of, uh, and speaking of like the Kentucky Derby, I saw one one uh, commercial. Woodford Reserve. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the stuff. That's yeah. it right there, bud. I need to try that cold next time. What's that? No, oh, you got to drink whiskey warm, sir. No, 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 no. no you can drink freeze, it. Nice. Freeze the glass. Freeze the glass. Freeze the glass, but room temperature whiskey. Yeah. That's what I yeah. always grew up yeah. with. <laughs> that way, you don't dilute. That was what's in my yeah. bottle. That way, you don't dilute it. All right, uh, Zach Parkus in the ditch. Hey, thanks for listening <laughs> to. Our, yeah, I know, right? Thanks for listening to a, another episode. Episode thirteen in the books. Lucky number thirteen, man. Give us a follow on Twitter at Nash Sports Radio. If you hey, let us know if you've been a. Uh, 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 following along. Have you been here for every episode? I'd like to hear about that. Also, we got a little summertime playing because it was 80-something degrees. I am Zach Williams. Dan Bradley. Brian Robertson. And this is After Dark Sports. We're out!